Hey everybody, this is Eric Mueller, the host of The Eric Mueller Show. You're tuned in to the podcast that explores what makes any successful person's inner clock tick by unlocking the most impactful tools within their success portfolios. Today's guest, Simon Severino, is the creator of the Strategy Sprints Method, which helps entrepreneurs double their revenue in 90 days. Through working in weekly sprints that result in fast execution, Simon helps business owners get out of the weeds and accelerate their growth to an agile business. Let's head on over to the interview. Simon, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you here, man. And, and before we dive into your entrepreneurial story and really get into your expertise in the B2B world, we want to know what makes up your success portfolio. So if you're listening and you're new to the show, let me just give you a quick background on this. An investment portfolio is basically the compilation of investments that lays the foundation for financial goals. Here on The Eric Mueller Show, we want to discover how successful people like Simon invest in themselves to build the foundation for their success. So Simon, start us off. What are some traits, habits, skills, mindsets? What are some things that make up what your success portfolio is? 21 years ago, I did fell in love with one topic. And the topic was go to market, how to enter a market and crush it. That's the one thing that I'm doing every day since 21 years. And in the beginning, I, I was the consultant. I would fly to BMW and work out the game plan with the executive team, solve it, and then fly back. And now, decades later, um, I have a global team of certified strategies, sprints, coaches that learn the method, apply the method, and help entrepreneurs in all time zones um, regain their time and double sales um, faster than they would do without us. So that's mainly my portfolio. I've built this company that runs uh, almost without me and uh, does operate on the whole planet and helps entrepreneurs regain 10 to 14 hours per week of their time and double sales via one-to-one -one coaching. That's the main thing. Then there are stuff where I suck at. So I'm really good at building global businesses and scaling businesses at, at bringing in massive revenue. That's easy for me. That's why I coach people on that because I share my blueprints, my processes, uh, literally how I do it. And that's how they scale. On the other side, I suck at growing money. So if you tell me, Simon, make 1 million in profit this year, I say, all right, and what do I do after a month? Because it's easy for me to do a million in profit. But if you ask me, and for some people it's hard, but if you ask me, okay, Simon, and now this million in profit that you took home, make it 1.3 millions by just investing it. In a year, I'm not able to do that. Wow. The S&P would make me, I don't know, 13% this year maybe, but the 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 real debasement of it is probably 12%, the real, real 
debasement and is is probably 13%. It's, I don't believe in the official uh, consumer price index. I think it's 12, 13% that I actually lose if I hold it in cash. So I am not able to grow money. This is what I realized two years ago. And now I'm on the journey of learning how to invest. So that's my that's my learning project. But where I'm master at, it's creating revenue systems that work independently of people and let them bring in a ton of money. That's where I'm really, really good. And probably we are the best in this for B2B teams that you can find as a coach. And then I suck on the other side, okay, how to keep money and how to let it grow passively. And that's why I said, all right, this is my learning project. And now it's two years that I'm on this learning journey. I'm sharing it on YouTube. And I'm really passionate about becoming a great investor because I think, yeah, it's very important right now. Yeah, for sure. That's like a really tough goal to start off with too, is to be able to learn how to invest successfully. And I know you know, some of the listeners certainly can share that as far as being, you know, at the beginning stages, so to speak, or a couple years into learning how to do that. I'm certainly, you know, in that realm of le- just learning how to how to grow money. Because like you, I think if someone gave me a million dollars right now and said, grow it to 1.3 by the end of the year, I don't know if I could guarantee that. I mean, I, I would probably think there's a few investments that could do that, but they could also, they could go down 50%. So <laughs> I think it's a, it's challenging. 2021. I made, like probably everybody listening, right? We were all geniuses. Whatever you would touch, it would go out up 6x. So I was up 800% in Solana. I didn't sell one piece. That's how stupid I was, right? Oh, man. And so it it came back right right to zero. (laughs) My cost basis was 30. We got to 236, I think. And then we came back to 30. (laughs) Now we're at 40. (laughs) I yep. still hold it. I never bought it. I, I never sold it. Uh, I didn't add uh, much. So I'm still at 30. And so you see, I'm a beginner in these things. Right. But I'm a passionate beginner. And in two years, if you ask me, I will be, I will be very good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be excited to to see your, your progress two years from now to see to see where Simon is at. And and Simon, really looking at, so your story started with with falling in love with that that go-to-market strategy and approach with businesses. And do you feel like you you fell in love with like that as a problem before you realized that there was a possible solution where you could come in there and be that solution for for people? Or I guess walk us through the the beginning stages of that entrepreneurial journey. There is no solution. When we tackle big problems, they are unsolved. Per definition. Um, So in this case, it was the executive team of BMW, and their question was, how can we be better, like 10 meters ahead from our competitor that was Audi? There is no answer to that. Their their cars are wonderful. <laughs> their their wonders, ex- excellence in, in manufacturing, in engineering. So the products are just amazing, both, both cars. The question was, how do we find another angle and so there is no answer to that Uh, our work was exploring a different route and so we came from a complete different route we came from the culture route so every big business problem that you tackle has actually no solution you might say well there is 
you know, these tactics for LinkedIn promotion and these tactics for email series. Look, if there are tactics, it's over already. You lost because that was the winning formula of somebody else. And if it came until to you, then it's over. Then everybody knows it already. And you're just replicating what they're doing. So you are not winning. Winning means that you know more than they know and that you move faster than they move. These things, there is no solution. There is only the question, a big question that a a team is able to formulate and to hold. And then if you're lucky, you have a great consultant who has an amazing process. And the process means you don't know the solution, but you know how to get to a solution, how to explore the territory in the most, in the quickest way. And that's the strategy sprints method. So we will explore more territory faster and the probability that you find the solution faster than your competitor is higher because of the process that we have built. But the real big problems there are unsolved. Elon Musk is solving problems that nobody solved. Nobody. How do we accelerate the transition into a smart energy usage for the planet? Unsolved. That's why uh, he's an entrepreneur. Because when there is a problem and there is no solution, that's where we start building in the hope that we will find the solution. And so he brings together the smartest AI people, the smartest engineers, etc., and tries to solve that. And he might win. But we will see. Right now, he's miles ahead from everybody else building cars. But we will see. Yeah, and I think that's, that's an important piece, too, that uh, one of his quotes, actually, is that you're, you're paid indirect proportion of the difficulty of the problem that you solve. So I think that's another perfect point right in what you just said there, is if you can solve a problem that you're miles ahead of someone and no one's really thought of yet, you're probably going to get fairly compensated for that. And that as an entrepreneur, then that can lead into other ventures. And for you with investing, that can lead to other angel investments. So it can cascade once you get there. But Simon, with strategy sprints, so I think what some people are wondering that, that are listening here are, are what, what is like an agile strategy or what are agile sales? You know, some terms that you see when you peruse your website, would you care to just share a little bit about what those terms mean? Sure. So it's about the in, inflection points of your business. There are three strategies and three habits. If you install those, you will double revenue in 90 days. The three habits, daily, weekly, monthly habit, daily habit, you write down how you allocated your time today and you reflect the one thing that you will delegate or automate tomorrow. Very simple. You have it in front of you. This is what I did today. Which one of those will I delegate or automate tomorrow? And tomorrow, you start the day by delegating or automating that. Everybody does that in your team. That's how we coach our clients. And and if you have a team of five people and they're doing it every day, you will scale. Weekly habit, get a real-time dashboard of three numbers. The marketing number of this week, the sales number of this week, the operations number of this week. It's only three numbers. There is two lines, a blue line and a red line in our, in our dashboard. It's current and target. Target is slightly higher than current, and that's it. Every week, we want this line to go up by 1%. That's it. And so sometimes it's 0.0, uh, 0.7%, so 0.7%. Sometimes it's 
uh, 0.6%, 0.1%. But the important thing is that the team gets every seven days the information of all the activities that we're running, which one work and which one don't work, because they will do more the week after of the things that work for them. And they will do less of the things that don't work. And it sounds so simple, but most people, if you ask them of all the activities that you did this week, which one did work, they don't have the number. They don't have a weekly number. So they don't really know, and that's why they do too much with not enough impact. If you know what's working, you can do much less and have much higher impact. That's the weekly habit. And the monthly habit is a quick competitor analysis. What, what else can the client do? Who can they book if not us? What are the features where we are winning against our competitor? And where, what are the features where we are losing or man against our competitors? We will cut 15% to 20% from next month's budget from the features where we're losing, and we will reinvest them immediately in the features where we are currently winning. That makes us not just from we go from winning to crushing it, but also it's much harder for our competitors to take away clients from us, to take away market shares, because we were winning already, and now we have 20% more resources, attention, and money into that. Hard to catch us. Those are the three habits that we install. And as you see, when you have those three habits, they're very simple. But if you do them for 90 days daily, now you have a core operating system. You are in control about your reality. You know your numbers. You know what's working. And in, in 12 sprints of a week, you can improve things 12 times. That's the core operating system model of the strategy sprints method and it's described very well in the book strategy sprints yes yeah 12 ways to accelerate growth for an agile business that's your book we'll tag that in the show notes so people can access that and simon so i mean your company's worked with over 500 ceos to gain market shares in those sprints and so you just shared those three ceo habits to basically get some time back as a ceo to make sure you're working on the business with and not working in it and feeling like you're stuck would you say if, if you were working with a client that is a CEO, is there a certain target of hours per week that you're trying to get them down to? Or is that just so dependent on what business they're in? Is, it, is there just not really a way to put that in a box? On average, we free up 10 to 14 hours per week. So it's 12, 12, 13, 14 hours per week that we free up from the founders per week. So if you start as a founder, you are so passionate, you're doing everything. And at some point, we have to pull you out of the weeds. You have to get out of working in the business, and we have to get you to work on the business. So I was one of those founders. I was in the business. I was still coaching myself. And at some point, I had to fire myself from operations. I said, you cannot book Simon anymore. And my wife was like, but they're coming because of you. How will they react? And I, was like, I don't know. We will know on Monday. And the Monday comes. Uh, I close the sprint. Uh, all right, welcome to the sprint. We will double revenue in 90 days. This is your coach. Good luck. See you in 90 days. Okay, Simon. That's it. So nobody missed me. It was much easier <laughs> than I thought. And then for the whole year, I was just selling sprints and setting up sprints and handing them over to the coaches. 
which was really easy and was the next system. So every year as a business owner, you have to create the next level of systems. And you do that by doing the daily habit of writing down your time, extrapolating yourself from some of those. And now you have 10 hours, 14 hours time to work on your business, on form, fit and function of the sales system, on form, fit and function of the marketing system, on form, fit and function of how you onboard clients, the operations, and how you deliver your magic, how you solve their problems. And so and th that's, it's like a, what was this animal? The chambered nautilus. Do you know the chambered nautilus? I he don't. Swims, and while he swims, he has to create a bigger house for himself because he's growing. And so he will create a bigger shell, a bigger shell and a bigger shell. And it's this beautiful geometry that he creates according to the, the golden ratio. So if you, um, everybody has seen this, this uh, pictures of the chambered nodulus, because if you cut it, it's, it's this beautiful chambers in the golden ratio that everybody finds beautiful. And it's incredible how nature can build something like that. And this is exactly how entrepreneurs build. So while they run operations, they free themselves up a couple hours by delegating, by automating, by systemizing to software, to people. And so now they have more time. They build the next bigger thing on top of what they're doing. And that's how they create one chamber after the other. And in the end, it's, it's a work of art. It's something beautiful like Amazon or Tesla, which is just beautiful uh, how they operate. But it takes years and years of continuously doing both the work and improving the work. So working in, this, in the system, but also working on the system. Yeah, I think that's an excellent way to think about that. And kind of got me laughing to myself thinking of in entrepreneurs, there might be a hard a shell exterior, but if you were to cut them open, you would see a beautiful interior. So that was kind of the, <laughs> the image that I had. But yeah, you're totally right that some of those companies that we look up to you know, their processes are just so ingrained in how they do things. And you can look at and research any big Fortune 500 company and, and probably see that to some extent. Otherwise, they would have ceased to, to continue to grow and, and be able to thrive in their respective industry. And Simon, did you like always want to be an entrepreneur? Did you find that that was always within you? Or is this something that kind of occurred, you know, as you started to fall in love with the, with the go-to-market strategy? You shared that 21 years ago is when that happened. But I don't know. You, you don't look 21 years old to me. So yeah, I'm 42 now. <laughs> and when I started, I was in a, I was in a, no, I didn't know from the very beginning where I belong. In my 20s, I, I was trying different things until it hit me. And it hit me. I was employed in a global consultancy and I was putting in much more hours than needed. And my colleagues said then, Simon, why are you working so much? And I say, is that even a question? I'm giving my best. And I don't think in hours, right? I'm giving my best. And they go, that's not what employees do, Simon. <laughs> oh and my I go, gosh. really? What? <laughs> what are you doing? We're doing the minimum, Simon. And I said, I have zero respect for this philosophy of doing the minimum. I want to do the, my best, not my minimum. And that was the moment, thanks to my colleagues, when I realized, well, the, there are people who are great managers, they just manage stuff that other people have built. But then there are people who build stuff. And so I realized, 
wow, I'm somebody who builds stuff. I'm not, I'm not a minimum <laughs> guy. <laughs> I'm a maximum guy. And so I have to do my own thing. I have to build my own thing. And, and then I started it. And then I realized, oh my God, that's, that was in the cards all the time. I'm an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it. Right. You, you don't learn that it's cool. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. I, it, it, it kind of ties into, have you heard of quiet quitting? Have you heard of that trend? That is, that's kind of going, that kind of a buzzword. You've probably seen it on Twitter if those of you listening, but yeah, quiet quitting, kind of like just doing the bare minimum. And I think, I mean, it's certainly possibly a way to get your job done. And if you do, you know, a C in school does pass you if you do just the minimum, but that's no way to grow. It's no way to expand. You know, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to be in the same exact job in 40 years if you don't grow. So yeah, it's just kind of an interesting concept that quiet quitting. It's kind of a weird thing going on right now. Yeah, I think it's it it was always there. You just didn't see it. But now that people can have multiple jobs, they just apply for three jobs at a time. They get paid for four hours, do it in two hours and do their second job. And then in the evening, they go and buy crypto. Yeah. So I think people are getting smarter. <laughs> yeah. And in 2021, it worked out really well. Beginning of 2022, all that money going into crypto... Probably at least it's kind of came back a little bit. I'm I'm in mo mostly like Ethereum, a little bit of Solana, like yourself too. But you just gotta hold them, Simon. You know, at some point they're they're gonna come back more than likely. Yes, definitely. Well, Simon, I I also want to focus a little bit on kind of the more nitty gritty of of what success is to you and what keeps you driven towards it because you've clearly you've clearly achieved success in your in your business. You achieved financial freedom a while back, and now you're into investing. And being able to to give back and coach and and lead other people with your blueprint, but have you seen your definition of success and what it means to you? Have you seen it change over time? I guess what would you say if someone were to ask you, Simon, like what is success to you? What what would your answer be? I had a very good definition because I, I I get asked this a lot, and to me, success is when you are able to do whatever you want to do during the day. And at the end of the day, you have more than you spent. <laughs> so, and that is, that is, that is it for me. Success for me is I wake up whenever I want. I do whatever I want the whole day. And at the end of the day, I have more left than I spent on that day. That's the very simple definition. So, I could go, I could change my life completely from not running a huge business anymore and just be on the road. I could have a surf life. Uh, I just need to change the ratio of my costs, right? Or just scaling down a little bit the lifestyle. But that would be the case because if I'm, if I'm a surfer, you know, I don't have a big house and um and and my kids are also surfers so everybody surfs wherever they want and that would be a successful life and being a ceo and running a, a global business it also has a successful life so for me it's about around freedom and and uh, a resilient profit rate but that can be you know you can just ski the whole year and if you just have less costs than what you spend skiing that's a successful life. So everybody has their own definition and it changes in the in the cycle of your life. I have three kids who are very small, small kids, right? So that's 
it's a different cycle in life when they are 20 and they are on their own my my life will look very differently but the definition is always the same mm -hmm. i do whatever i want to do and at the end of the day there is profit it can be one cent in profit it's still a successful life yes yep and and sustainable right so i mean if you're if you're be being able to to make or keep more than you're spending you're able to do what you want to, you're able to support your family, you're able to go on vacations and, you know, be able to do things that make you happy. So I think that's, that's def that definitely resonates with me. And I'm guessing it resonates with, with some of you listening. And probably most of you think if you're able to keep more or have more at the end of the day and you can do what you want, that sounds like a pretty good deal. And, and half of that sand would go into Solana right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. You'd be able to buy like one 80th of a Solana. That's, you never know. It could be, I, I'm very optimistic about crypto. Um, I think, have you dabbled in NFTs very much or is that, is that a space that you haven't invested in quite yet? I have different layers of, of investments. And so I have investments of things that make money now, that's 80%. And then I have 20% of stuff that might be make money later. That's for me, the metaverse. And in the metaverse, I go first to the layer ones. So, you know, the metaphor is, in the gold rush, you can bet on the gold that you find, mm -hmm. or you can sell everybody their jeans, their picks and shovels. Right. So I'm looking for the picks and shovels. Everybody will need a pick. And what is the pick for the metaverse? To me, it's first, you need a layer one. So where are you building your metaverse upon? What's the infrastructure? You either build it on Solana right now, or on Avalanche, or on Matic. So... I go into those three. The next level is you need another element for that, which is energy. No energy, no no metaverse. So I'm going also into energy place. And then the third element is literally the the material of the metaverse. You you, you need something that renders it on your phone. To me, that's render. So cloud rendering. Who will render race? I don't know, but in the distributed field, I bet on render. And then maybe Google will find the solution, but they're not there yet. And and maybe AWS will find the solution, but they're not there yet. So right now I bet on render. And these are small bets because this is far away. And I never touch a single NFT. I only go for infrastructure plays. So for example, engine. I think you cannot build an anything NFT without engine. Mm -hmm. And so these are my current plays. And maybe in two years, when things are more mature, then I go also into single NFTs. But right now, I would never, I would never buy real estate on, on sandbox or, um, uh, or similar things. And I don't touch OpenSea or any, not even, not even the Solana version, Magic Garden. Mm -hmm. No, no, I just go directly into Solana right now. And then when things show me that they really work, right now it's only Solana, Ethereum, and Bitcoin who can show that. As soon as they show me that they can really work, then I enter also those. That's probably a pretty smart strategy. And you're also you're a member of the, the Silicon Valley Blockchain Society, is that right? Yeah. Have you, have you found that, does that seem to give you a leg up on knowing where things are going? Or is, that, is it more of just a community of like-minded individuals to, to kind of bounce ideas on? Yeah, that's investors and um, and capital bringing together the right projects with the right uh, resources. What gives me a leg up is that 
I don't join meetings and I don't have a TV since 15 years. No TV. No TV, no meetings since 15 years. This is where my strategic advantage comes from. Because now I have five hours more than everybody else per yeah. day. And so those five hours, one is working out, one is playing with my kids, one is having a glass of wine with my wife, and I still have two hours more than everybody else. And those two hours, that's when I do my research. I do fundamental analysis. I go into Discord groups. I study YouTube. I study whatever I can study. I get pitched as an investor and I look at those decks. So I really, and I'm studying right now everything, um, layer ones, layer twos, um, metaverse, gaming sector, decentralized gaming. And I'm studying everything around the DAOs and uh, decentralized finance. So, and I find it fascinating, right? Tokenization of fan tokens for sports events and sports clubs. I find this fascinating because that's the new frontier. And so I'm studying it right now to be the first um, to be in. And also because I advise many, many blockchain teams that are building these things. And so I want to be immersed into the problems so that I can help them find the solutions. Yeah, I, I certainly hope that you find the investment that that takes you to the top within the blockchain. I think that you're on the right thread, probably with Solana and, and Ethereum and Bitcoin. I mean, certainly safer vehicles that that should, you know, persist throughout time. But one thing that that this crypto and kind of NFT discussion gets me thinking about, it's something I saw on your website, and maybe it's in your book as well, but it's about maximizing your ROL. So not ROI, ROL, which is which is your term return on luck. Would you share just a little bit, Simon, what you mean about that and maybe how that ties into to a business owner, how, how they can maximize their ROL? Yeah. So in the first years, you work more and more and more and more. And you try to maximize your return on investment per hour. At some point, you have to switch to letting your money work for you. And so this is when your return on luck really starts to enter because now, okay, let's say this week you had $100 in profit. Now, how can you let... So profit means you don't need it, right? It's more than you need. It's net profit. So what do you do with it? And now this is where now growing money comes in. Now, how much percentage of that? You can invest the whole thing. But how do you do it? How much percent you will put into digital assets, into stocks, into real estate, into cash? And this is where now really it's a different game than hustling. And hustling is great in, in, in the first years, maybe decades. But at some point, it's about letting the profits work for you. And, and this is the gardening aspect of things. You just give this a little bit of water and that, and this a little bit of water. And so right now in our masterminds, we are learning fundamental analysis and technical analysis, and we are teaching each other. We have some pros and some beginners, and we will teach each other and share share the news. And, um, and, and we practice investing because at some point, you want to have multiple, multiple revenue streams, and some of them being totally passive, like like assets working for you, a mix of real estate, 
of equities and of digital assets that works for you. And cash only as much as you need to buy more of those three things um, because cash is trash right now. And um, and that's really where luck uh, happens because now you're much more relaxed. This is where you start to have more inner freedom, more inner space. And also your, your business, your revenue systems will also get better because you are not as stressed anymore. So you are more relaxed. You have a clear mind. You have better ideas take better decisions, more people want to join your team and even your business uh, scales faster because you are enjoying it more and people want to wanna go to teams that have fun. Yeah, and, that, and that's the stage in your life that you're at right now, right? So you were able to step away from trading your hours for, for dollars and now you're striving to be able to, to increase your ROL with your investments and learn how to be a better investor. And I, I really, I, I admire that, Simon. I think that's really cool. I just had a Zoom call the other week, actually, with some of my pharmacy school buddies about technical analysis and how to read stock charts and, you know, kind of same same story as you. There's some people that are really good at it. Some are kind of, you know, just starting into it. And But it's such an important skill to learn if you're interested in that because you want to be smart about where you put your money and you want to be able to have a system kind of going back to this whole thing about having a, a solid process in your, you know, really anything that you're doing. And I do have one final question for you before we wind this interview down. And that is just focusing back on, on what makes you driven towards success, because it just in talking to you for this last 30 minutes or so, you can instantly tell, I mean, you're, you're driven to continue to succeed and push the envelope, no matter what stage you've reached, you're always trying to level up. And so right now you are investing 21 years ago, you were just getting into starting what would become strategy sprints. But Simon, what is that that driving force that keeps you pushing? Is is it is it money? Is it family? Is it just the the desire to want to change people's lives? What is that for you, sir? I'm only interested in love and understanding. Love and understanding. I don't care about anything else. So, what drives me is understanding the world. That's for me. It's so stimulating. Um. I don't even care if if Solana goes up or down. I just lost uh, $20,000 on Luna. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I saw it going down. All right. I have to I have to get more in. <laughs> That's it. And so I continued better understanding what's going on and how to find out the real fundamental analysis and to how to do due diligence better. So I really care about understanding and love. That's the thing that drives me. So I enjoy the process. I am intellectually stimulated by, you know, betting on Tesla versus General Motors. Who will win? How? Because I'm a strategy guy. So um, they pay me anyways to do this. And I love it. Uh, and I want to see, okay, what options do they have? Oh, they are trying this and they are trying that. But in that market, look at that supply chain. So it's game theory. It's psychology, it's business, it's numbers, all these things come together. So I love the process more than the outcomes. The outcomes follow, but I love the process itself. It, it's for me, it's more interesting than watching TV is to see if, if, if Elon can win the AI um, competition. How will he do that? Will he buy Twitter or not? I find this fascinating. And so it's the... It's the game itself, the process, the everyday looking, oh, what happens here? Why, why, 
is he trying to buy Twitter? Oh, that's the game. All right. So that I find intellectually fascinating. That's the understanding part. And the other part is love. I deeply care about the people that I'm here to serve. And those are entrepreneurs. And I know that being an entrepreneur is tough and it can be very lonely and it can be super volatile how you feel. And that's why I deeply care about them. And I'm here to serve every day and because uh, I'm one of them. And so I'm just, I've learned a couple of things. And so I share them. And this is where I get, I give love and I get love back. And that's the the energy loop that that keeps me going. So even if you take everything from me and I wake up tomorrow uh, on the planet as a blank state, what would I do? Exactly the same thing. Understanding and love. Understanding and love. I think it's really important to have that in your mind. What keeps you driven, Simon? Thank you for sharing that. And really looking back at the, the entirety of this interview, I think the main theme that I'm drawing from this really is just enjoying the process, enjoying the journey and not letting, not being defined necessarily by the end goal and not being driven by that. So I, I think that it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. I really appreciate you being on the show today. If someone wants to reach out and learn more and connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? I hang out at strategiesprints.com. This is also where you can download many tools of ours for free, strategiesprints.com. The book is full of real case studies. You can get it on Amazon in Strategy Sprints. Uh, if you like it, leave us an Amazon review. That tells Amazon that it's relevant. And that's that's important for us. It means a lot to me. And I have a YouTube channel called Simon Severino, where I, I share my learnings as a beginner investor. Perfect. Yeah, those those avenues, I'll tag all those in our show notes. Anyone listening can go to go to the bottom of the show notes and scroll down. If you go to ericrmuller.com slash Eric Mueller show, you'll be able to access the listen now button, which will take you right to this episode on the top. You'll be able to scroll down and reach all those wonderful resources Simon just shared with you. And Simon Severino, thank you so much for being a guest today, sir. We appreciate your time and we'll catch you later. Thank you, Eric. Keep rolling, everybody.